Welcome back to another episode of the Big Ass Cornhole Podcast. Sean and Dane are with you today. What's going on, man? Not too much. You know, another week. Well, we are back at the glorious Big Ass Recording Studio. Ah, yes. Uh, The glorious one. So let's quench our thirst in our favorite segment, What You Drinking? (laughs) What You Drinking? All right, Sean. Well, I got to be honest with you. We've, uh... Now, this is episode... 30 coming yeah. up. Okay, so, you so. know, we've hit up 30 different beers and, uh... Or liquor or something. Yeah, some something, sort of something. It's just something different every time. And, uh, this was kind of the first dud. All right, so... Yeah. Uh, I love the brewery, uh, Taft's yeah. Brewing. Uh, I think they're out of, like, Dayton or Cincinnati area. Um, I saw it. It's a, it's called Tangerine Vibe Summer Ale. I was excited. It's summertime. I like my fruity beers. This one was a sour, though. Yeah. I do not like sours. I'm, n- I'm going to, I'll be fully, I'll be, I know we, we even talked about this before, like, do we just, I'm like, we just got to be honest sometimes. Yeah. It's just not, it's just not it's our It's not for me. I mean, it's if you like my, sours, I'm sure either. it's a banger because I love all yeah. their other beers, but surprised me it was a sour. Yeah. For sure. Uh, yeah. So. Took me um, aback, but you know, we got plenty of uh, Miller Lite on retainer. But I'll finish it. Yeah. I mean. I'm still going to finish it. Please I mean, do. I. Obviously. I chugged mine down pretty quick. All right. So. We have an episode today that we feel has, it's been kind of like a long time coming. We've had many requests from listeners to do uh, a beginner's episode. So we're going to do a series of episodes where we cover, I guess, like common beginner's topics. Yeah. This is going to be part one. Each part we want to build on the previous episode. And so we'll kind of slowly turn you all into cornhole addicts if you're new. If you're you're not already a cornhole addict. Listen, if you're already a stud player and you're still listening to the show... Hey, maybe it'll remind you of some good memories of when you were first starting out. Yeah, or have your cornhole widows listen to it so it can justify where all your money's going. But first, we bring you what's going on in our cornhole lives in a segment we call In and Around the Hole. Brought to you by Cornhole Addicts. Curb your cornhole addiction by visiting cornholeaddicts.com where you can find anything and everything cornhole. From bags to blogs, from masks to boards. Cornhole Addicts has you covered. Be sure to check out cornholeaddicts.com. Also brought to you by Airwolf Athletics, helping athletes become the alpha in all their athletic endeavors. Stop by airwolfathletics.com and check out all their amazing products. Become the alpha and join the pack today. Use code BIGASP, one word, BIGASP, at checkout for 10% off your purchase. Sweet. All right. So now all that like red tape yep. stuff is gone, mm-hmm. and we don't have to be so formal. And this is my favorite part of the episode, where I don't have to like stress anymore. Yes. All right. We got all the live reads done. Thank God. So we got to play in a cornhole tournament this weekend. Yes. We play. We uh, participated. I guess is the best way to put it. Yeah. In the last, <laughs> <laughs> we were there. We uh, we participated in the last Cleveland Regional Tournament held at the Rocket Mortgage Fieldhouse, which first let me say was a cool experience. Yes, okay? it was very cool. Being down on the main concourse, like you know where the Cavaliers play and where. Um, the Calder Cup, you know, champions, yes. monsters play. Um, we were champions before the Cavs won, people. Right. Yeah, so, um, <laughs> and before we get into it, Dave Weiser, big shout out to you. Okay. It wasn't easy to put something like that Listen, on. Listen, and then. I know there were some people complaining, and maybe not everything went as perfectly as planned, but you know what? Hats off to you. I know you put in a tremendous amount of work to get all this stuff done. You always do a fantastic job, and I got a huge kick out of you announcing yourself yes, as a starting that was, point that's guard. That's probably my highlight of that whole experience yeah. was Dave getting to live his dream of hearing his name called, even though he said it himself. Congrats. So congratulations, but, Dave. I mean, I, I'll be honest. I was one of the ones complaining, but it had nothing to do with what no. Dave or Cleveland Cornhole was doing. No, nothing. Um, 
But aside from that, it was a lot of, I mean, it was a great experience. Absolutely. Looking back on it, when the hell else are we ever going to be able to throw down there? I mean, Correct. that was cool. Um, so we got to see a bunch of people we knew. Um, I threw a little bit with uh, Mr. Brandon Corman, one of our favorite dudes. Mm-hmm, uh, I got mm-hmm. to see Christine Papke, uh, Eric Anderson, our dude Roy Nero, Timmy Jonas, Anthony Kissel, and fellow Airwolf pack member Jeremy Hilliard. A um, bunch of people, pretty much everyone we knew. Um, I was just say there's really no familiar faces we didn't see. No, I mean, I, it's, it's nice, though, because I'm starting to put you know, the names that I constantly see to faces. Yeah. So it's nice to, to meet everyone every time we go out. I'm always, <laughs> Sean, just put the beer away, know, right? Yeah. Every time <laughs> I take a sip, I'm making a face. It just makes your lips pucker. It really does. But, you know, it's again, it was just great to get out there, see everyone again. So we played in competitive doubles, um, and we played in competitive singles. You played in competitive singles. All right, singles, so let me, let me so say, let, let's... Done. <laughs> Well, first of all, give me give me your your synopsis of how doubles went. Doubles, I feel like we suck our first game. God damn! Every man. freaking tournament, we suck our first game. Listen, let me put this in: the first game, I always suck. I went back and watched. We so we did a live stream of that game. I yeah. went back and Jesus Christ! Now the guy, the guy that I threw against, we know very well, Don Gray. Yeah, I mean, he came we out. We threw hot. him against all the time. I know what kind of player he is. He's not a strategic guy. He's just going to try to put. Four bags in the hole. He's not going to try to block you at all. Play slick bags. Now, the, one of the issues I had, and we were even talking about it warming up, is the boards were so fucking fast. Oh my god! I mean, look at what we've been practicing on the last. I know, like, but like faster weeks, than I mean, they. I yeah. seriously, right I mean, up there were, were the fastest boards we've ever played on. We we're having like struggle stopping three fifty sevens. It wasn't a struggle. I mean, we couldn't <laughs> we stop couldn't them. We couldn't stop them. I mean, true. unless we were floating in the air, so we almost had to change our throw style big time. Typically, when we play doubles, I throw our arm outside. Yeah. You throw arm inside. It just is kind of how it warms up. We actually flip flopped it just because when we were warming up, yeah. and for whatever reason, that first game, all of a sudden my bags start kicking right hard, and then in my head, Don standing next to me, four bagging, <laughs> and I'm going red alert, son of a bitch, like I, like I gotta start doing something, and I couldn't stop the bag, and that was the frustrating part for me. Yeah, I've been working so hard in this off time and throwing a better blocker and, you know, play, muddying up the game. You know, I feel like I've been very successful at doing that, but I couldn't stop the fucking bag. I mean, and anytime I tried to put a little bit much on it, I was short. You know what I mean? Like, and you know, obviously, and nerves were there a little bit that first game, but then we started catching it. I think we were down 18-4, to four, something like yeah. that. And like we typically do, we go on a big run. But for us, we typically are in the lead, and then we lose it kind of thing. Yes, but that's usually how We made a nice out. run. We got uh, climbed all the way back to 19-18. And I had a mental lapse that last round. Um, I knew, I knew, because you were throwing, but that was, you were throwing, you were starting to heat up big time, okay? You had just gotten done throwing a four-bagger. I felt very confident. If I give it back to you, you're going to win it. My last bag, I thought that if I didn't put it in, the game was over. Like, because if I thought, if I didn't put it in, or if it was just on the board and he put it in, it was my bad. I thought, I I really don't know what I was thinking, to be honest with you. Dude, I mean, honestly. I went long. Off the back. It wasn't, I mean, it wasn't even that bad of a toss. It was like one quarter turn away from staying on that and board. And then as soon as it went off the back, I looked at you and I'm like, I'm an idiot. I'm an idiot. Like, all I need to do is board it. And even if he put it in, he would, he would, he would only got one. Yeah, he got didn't one have enough. There. Yeah. He wouldn't have had enough to win. So but, hey. I was a little mad at myself. Um, but, I mean, you know how I get. I, yeah. I'm just, I'm super hard on myself when I do stupid shit like that. Um, we went up, we got a beer, calmed down a little bit. And then the second game happened. And, um, that was, that's for me, that's when it kind of clicked the rest of the day. Mm-hmm. From then on out, like, I really didn't throw that bad. 
I really didn't. So I did. the the second, <laughs> listen, you were just off, just a little bit. I mean, it wasn't much. I mean, it was just a it little was, here it, and there. It came down to the the speed of the boards really got to me. It did. I'm I, tell, yeah, one hundred percent. Yeah, I mean, we, it's well documented on the show. I throw a lower, harder bag. Yeah. And when I got to sit there and like short arm it and lob it in, I lose all my accuracy because all I'm worried about is trying to stop a bag rather than being confident and putting it in the hole. Yeah. So, I mean, it is what it is. I mean, I knew they were going to be faster, but I mean, I think we, we still performed pretty damn well considering the teams we faced. Right, listen, th- we played um, in the in our second, or I guess the first game in the loser's bracket. We played two well-known players around here, mm-hmm. Tim Allen, Ron Weiss. They're both very good players. They've both played advanced before. They've both won advanced-type tournaments before. They're very, very good players. Walking up to the boards, like, I had felt comf- confident just because I had thrown against Ron before, and I yeah. told you that's who I wanted. I'm like, mm-hmm. listen, I know I can throw. I know I've played it with him. His style matches up well with me. Let me go against him, and let's just see how it goes. And that was the game I really just caught fire. Um, oh, yeah. The worst round I had was a 9 um, I threw, I, it was almost a 10 average cause I'm a loser like that. And I went back and looked at all my stats. You are a loser. You're right. And I'll explain to why <laughs> I did that afterwards. But that game, we played very well. We got off to a big lead. We didn't, you know, let them back in it. We kind of slammed the door shut. So I was happy with that. And then the next game, man. Wow. Um, Steve Fouts threw absolute fire against you. Yeah. And that there's one... nothing you could have done. Cause you threw some really good first bags and you actually stopped it in front of the hole. Yeah. Like you were finally starting to get that touch a little bit. And I mean, he was just hitting everything. And, and then if you watch him play the next game, he wasn't really hitting anything. Yeah, I mean, that's, just, that's the nature that's a, of the game, though, That's man. correct, man. I that's mean, such a, that's such sometimes a fun you run game. Into a, yeah, sometimes you and, just um, run into a buzzsaw. And I'll be completely honest. I missed some shots against the guy that I was throwing against. I should have scored points against all day, all day. All day. I should have scored points. Instead of getting four, I was getting two. And he was getting four on you. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. just, they just... I mean, it was definitely... Play. It definitely needed to be a lopsided match, but, I mean, I didn't help help at all either. I mean, I could have, you know, maybe not given up, like, a six-pointer. Yeah, there, I know. But... I mean, listen, we all have matches like that. Um, but, you know, all in all, like, look, just looking back at how I threw the first time and how we threw together as partners for the first time since February... Yeah. We didn't do bad. Mm-hmm. We did okay. I mean, we were in every match. I mean, it wasn't like we got, like, completely blown out. You know what I mean? Like It was weird playing with you again. Yeah. Like, on the same team, to be honest We're normally with you. throwing against each other yeah. all the time now. Yeah, so, um, thought we did well. Um, I only threw, in doubles, I only had to throw one airmail all day and actually hit it. Yeah. It was, I thought it was, a real, for my skill level. No, it was a great shot. I thought it was a great shot. The scenario was... Ron threw a bag, and this is the game, the our first game in the losers bracket. Ron threw a bag, and it's they're throwing. Um, were they throwing pro advantage? Yeah. So they're throwing a pro advantage, and it was kind of standing up, like straight up, up and down in the back of the hole, and it looked like it was angled forward slightly. So the, I was afraid if I hit the board, it was just going to flop in and fall in, and that's kind of what you Which agreed it, it with. Would it. Have, yeah. So I asked Dan, I'm like, listen, I, I'm already up a point here. If I throw a low, low hard line drive, I'm going to aim for his bag. So if nothing else, I'm going to take his bag off. We'll still get a point. But my goal was I wanted to try to hit a low air mail right at the back. Not doing and one, but like at least stop his stop back his from going in. I threw it perfectly. Yeah. And, and it did. Four points. So that's when I'm like, all right, I'm on. We're not going to lose this match. We're good. Um, but then singles happened. I did not get to see any of your single stuff. So I, I switched it up. We played on opposite yeah. sides. And what I did you end up throwing? I, I threw pro advantage. Okay. Um, just thinking like, hey, let's switch it up, see what happens. And yeah. From my normal pro advantage, they're still too fast, man. I was still who did, who did you play the first round? Dude, honestly, I'm so bad with names, okay. I can't remember. Right. Um, and, but he he was from uh, he's from Akron area, and mm-hmm. I've I know I've seen him around, and he threw very well. 
threw the, threw the game changer very well. Melted it around yeah. blockers and stuff against me. I mean, the rounds that I scored on them, I started with a perfect blocker, and then we were going up for airmails. And, and I know I saw some of your second match you threw against a guy from Pittsburgh, right? Yeah. Um, again, it was a closer. It was a closer match. I mean, you just gave up one or two bigger rounds. Yeah, and I was just honestly at that point, I missed my beer. I wanted a beer yeah. so bad. I just it kind of deflated me. I know it's, it's such an excuse, but I go out there to have a good time. I want to have beers yeah. with people and be able to chit-chat, so that one kind of deflated me. But I wasn't going to go home just because the hard work they got to put it on there. So, yeah. like, I got to at least stick around and play, and, you know, still fun. Whatever. I mean, so I, first tournament since yeah, February. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. So, I mean, this is our, my first time playing since February, like, truly in, a, like, a competitive environment. I never typically do that well in singles, okay, because... I tend to score in bunches, or I fall apart. Like, I'm just like, I can go lights out and throw... Well, I mean, there's been plenty of times I've looked over, and you've been up 15-0, and then and you I come back, and you're like, I, I lost. Yeah, I just, yeah, that's what I'm saying. So I just tend to score in bunches. So I really wanted to work on being more consistent. I had a pretty tough draw, I thought. I you had did. to play some pretty tough competition. My first match was against a guy, local guy, um, John Stover. Um, just plays with a really fast bag, just kind of floats it up there and goes in. I mean, he's going to put a guaranteed three out of four bags in the hole every single time. Um, it was it was a good match. The problem he just he just was one one point or two point. You know, nickel and diming me all yeah. freaking day. Um, I was I was just happy with the two matches that I lost that knocked me out. I didn't give them an easy match. Each match lasted at least eighteen rounds. That's pretty freaking good for me. That's what I wanted to see. Like I didn't want to go like these seven round matches anymore where. I was losing. You know what I mean? I yeah. make. I'm, I wanted them to earn every point because I kept telling myself, like, listen, if he gets one point, that's fine. If he has that one bad round, you can capitalize. You can get six. You're right back in it. You're right back in it. And I had, like, two of those rounds against him where I put myself – I think the final score was, like, 21-15 or 21-14. And he was sitting at 20. I think it was 20-7. to 7, And I clawed back into it. I'm like, all right, you know, I'm starting to get it. You know, one, all it takes is one bad round from him. Yeah. If he misses two bags off the back, I'm in it. Like, if I four bag, I can win this thing. Um, didn't happen that way. Um, I ended up getting knocked out by, um, oh man, why am I blanking out of his name now? Uh, Eric Barlow. Yeah. Eric and I, I've played Eric several times. It seems like every freaking regional I go to and I play at singles, I always have to play Eric. I have yet to beat him. Um, he's a very solid player. Um, some would say he's probably an advanced level player. Um, he's very, if not there, he's very, very close. Uh, he ended up winning doubles with his partner. Um, I it just... He's another one. I, I played the best I could against him. I scored some points. I had an early lead. Um, but he's just he's just very consistent. And yeah, I just had one of those few rounds. Yeah. Had one or two of those rounds where, you know, just had really crappy luck. But, I was, again, I was happy. I made him earn it. It was a very long match. Um, That's he, my he, thing. Just be happy that you, the, you know, be happy with the way that you made him earn. Well, and I am. And listen, like I went back and I watched the match because I recorded that. And I threw uh, low nine average. I'm happy with, listen, listen. He he earned it. Like I made him earn it. It was a very long match. We even joked halfway through. I think we were twenty minutes into the match or something. And he's like, "Well, this is gonna take another forty-five minutes if we go at this rate." I'm like, "Hey, I'll be happy with that." Yeah, hell yeah. Listen, I mean, long matches are fun matches to me. It just so, means it's good competition. I was just happy with forth. how I did. Um, the first match of the day for me, of course, was the worst. It always tends to be like that. But for the most part. I was happy with how I played. Um, I know you were a little disappointed, it seemed like, or you just wanted to get the hell out of there. Yeah, and it's just me being me. I, I just know. I just know for myself, I'm not going to get to play in anything for a while. 
So I might as well have fun when I was there. I was happy with my performance. And I know that there's just things I need to work on again. So I need to get more consistent with an airmail. Um, and I need to just not be afraid to. I, and I have to get to that touchback. Yeah. You know, if there are fast boards, i got to be able to slow a bag down. And that's my thing. i gotta, I got to work on playing on fast boards. Yep. I mean, i got to start developing that, that higher throwback. So. Know, but, oh okay, well. so we are going to start our um, a transition to our main topic here. It's the beginner's guide. Okay. Thanks, so that's Joe our, Dirt. Joe, <laughs> Joe Hey, don't try and church it up there, son. Don't you mean dirt? All right, so we're going to kick off this beginner's guide. Dane, what are some things that you wished you have known more about before you started playing? Um, definitely how much boards impact your throw. Yeah. Number first and foremost. Secondly, that the bag market is insane. <laughs> yeah. And third, that there is just cornhole to play every night. Somewhere. Yeah, somewhere. I mean, it's somewhere around, especially in this area. So just to break down what we're going to do with this beginner guide is we're going to pick two topics, like two to three topics every week that we think are important to know as a beginner, and we're going to try to build off this. So the first two topics are things that we thought are the most important for somebody that's brand new, just getting into the game, that they really need to consider. Okay? The number one thing that we thought that if you're really going to get into this game... And you want to give it a serious, sh- give it a serious shot. You need to get a good set of boards. Have to, have to, one hundred percent. And no, we're not talking about cheap ass boards you get from Dicks. Not plastic, fold in half, piece of shit cardboard. Sean, be careful. That's our table that we record on. I'm all sorry. Right? <laughs> if you're serious about the game, you need to seriously consider spending two hundred to four hundred dollars on boards. And I'm telling you, if you love the game, it'll be the best investment you'll ever make. There's tons of great board makers that do direct print on the board top, so you can customize it any way you want. But you you really you really need to invest in a good, solid set of boards. What do you think? No, I 100% agree. I mean, from going from you know boards that we built ourselves to yeah. these boards that manufacturers have. I mean, Nine there's days. no contest. I mean, even boards that we've gotten from like local people around here, yeah, like um, the St. Ed's boards. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's half inch. Yeah flimsy stuff i threw a bag on it now i feel like i'm gonna break yeah, it still still and trampolines. it's gonna yeah trampolines all over the place i never understood that. i just thought that was kind of normal yeah. um if you're looking to buy like so let's say i'm a new consumer right I'm like i want to get into cornhole like what should i do like what 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 type of material should i be looking for what yeah. what, what would you um, tell me well first and foremost three quarter inch baltic birch seems to be the the go-to standard yeah, the kind pro- of thing professional yeah. standard um and then I would also check out to make sure that it has center braces as well. Yeah, I do. So I completely agree with that. Flip it over. Whether it's one or two, I think you can get away with one. Mm-hmm. Having it in the backyard, it still plays pretty true. Yep. Um, most of them have two, though. Um, it seems like that. those are really the, the heavy-duty ones. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I would definitely look to see you need that back-middle brace there so you don't get that trampoline effect. I completely agree. Now, if you're going to spend, like, top dollar – you would expect kind of like the corners of the boards to be rounded. Um, some companies have built-in handles. Others, like Colorado Cornhole Connection, have built-in coolers under the boards. Yes, they do. It's still one of the coolest features. And if you use Big Asp at checkout at Colorado Cornhole Connection, you get 5 to 5% off your purchase. Just throwing it out there. Just just tossing it out there. You know, but, the, other, the other thing you could look for, too, 
when you're looking at the hole itself, mm-hmm. make sure that that edge is beveled. Correct. You know, not just like a straight hole cut. Yep. If it's beveled, then you know they took the time to yep. actually cut it correctly. But there is there are a lot of really good board makers out there. Yes, there are. Um, so, like, in all connection aside, okay, Colorado Cornell Connection, fantastic product. There's West Georgia. Um, there's Slick Woody. Um, there's Air, uh, EA Boards and Bags. Eric yeah, Anderson Eric makes Anderson. a. Fa- I have two sets of his boards in my house. They're fantastic. Um, if I mean, you have our problem of fast boards, buy some Eric Anderson. Yeah, I'm boards telling you, man. He man. makes a he makes a fast board. Yeah, he really and, does. But they're um, pretty. I mean, who else? Am I, am I leaving anybody out here? I'm trying to think. I mean, you got like uh, Cornhole Solutions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yep. You know. Uh, <clears throat> Well, I mean, Blackjack. You have well, a set yeah, of Blackjack cornhole boards, boards, which are just freaking nasty looking. Dude, they are sweet. And I, they're not sponsored. We're not sponsored by no. them or anything. But, like, I was checking out their new website, blackjackcornhole.com. It's freaking sweet. It's and finally I, up and running now? It's up and running. Sweet, sweet. Um, he said he's, they're still tinkering with some stuff. But, I mean, they have all their products up there. And just go, if you're if you're bored and you're listening to this and be like, oh, I'm on my lunch. What should I check out? Just check out their website, blackjackcornhole.com. Um their bag designs are sweet. Their boards, their designs. You got the 3D one. Yeah, just so I love nasty. That it's my. It's yeah. seriously. It's like just looking at the board. It's just seriously. For a stock it's my board, favorite. it's like one it's of my one of the coolest ones Correct. out there. Correct, one hundred percent. This is the number one topic for beginners' guide. Okay, for our beginners, or what we thought was the most important, for two reasons. Okay, one. First of all, obvious. You can't play without a board. Okay, so you yeah. need. You, and you, if you're gonna do it, and you want to, and you want to get better, you might as well do it well. Do it right. All right. And again, so if you if you sack up and you pay two to four hundred dollars for a set, they're going to last you. Okay. Yes. If we, now you gotta take care of them. They and some people even make all weather boards. Yeah. That are pretty good. If you're interested in an all weather board and to something that you just want to leave out all the time, then make sure you go that route. But if you want just a standard cornhole board that's like kind of like a professional type set, you gotta take care of it. Don't leave it out in the elements all the time. The second reason is learning to play on different board conditions is going to improve your results drastically. Yes. Do you agree with that? 100%. We just talked about it before, okay? <clears throat> board speed, it just plays, it, it just makes your it's whole everything. game yeah. change, 100%. Part of it, this past weekend when we were playing, when the boards were so freaking fast, I wish I would have brought a little bit of slower bag. And normally, 357s has been great. Now I know that 357s on very fast boards, they might just be a hair fast, I wish I would have thrown my my blackjacks in there. Yeah, uh, the spade series. I really do. Um, I think that would have just taken a hair off. I could have maybe stopped a little bit more. Yeah. But we were limited to how many bags we could bring in and everything. Yeah, just because they told us to not carry in too many These bags. Gino- and they, yeah, they didn't want us carrying ginormous <laughs> cases of all eighty sets or whatever. Um, the finish or coating on the board can affect how fast or slow the boards plays. Weather can also play a role if you're playing in a high humidity area. It's going to be slow as crap. So if you're playing right by the beach or something like that, I mean, basically, the bag is just going to stop on the Mm -hmm. board, all right? Just because like that. But if you're playing somewhere where it's dry and it's hot, like, think about Arizona, those boards are going to be just lightning fast. Oh, yeah. Um, But, again, I know the the finish that they put on the boards can also have a very big effect. There are ways to speed it up, okay? Um, If you go to a group called Addicted to Cornhole on Facebook, there's been a bunch of people that have posted. So instead of posting a new question, if you go to the search bar... In addicted to cornhole and just type in that your same question it's going to search it for you and you'll find so at least five or six people have posted the same thing like hey my boards play slow either what bags do i buy if the boards are too slow or hey how do i speed up my boards yeah just go they, in and check out all the response i think each one has like 50 responses so yeah. check it out 
And I mean, most of the people responding are board makers. Yes. Straight up just telling people, hey, this is what I use. Absolutely. Okay. So we have buying boards as the number one thing for new players. Yes. Okay. New players buying boards. The, the next best thing that I think that people need to work on. Some people thought we would say picking bags. I say no. nay nay. Developing your throw. What's the what's the famous saying? Like a hundred and twenty dollar bag won't fix a four dollar throw. Something like that. I'll, I'll say it, but it's it's the truth. Yeah. You got to learn whether you throw it flat. You just got to learn how to throw it straight. So developing your throw. Okay. What I what we're talking about this is again this is beginners stuff. Okay. So we're talking. You need to first figure out. Well, first, are you a righty or a lefty? Okay. Yes. If you don't know that, then um, this might not be the show for you. Yeah, right? I mean, if you're if you're questioning it, throw with both hands. Yeah, figure, it, figure out. it out. And then you need to figure out whether it's more comfortable for you to step or it's for you to throw stationary. Okay. Do what feels comfortable to you in the beginning. You can always change it once you start yeah. getting the feel. But whatever you're the most accurate with, if you feel like you're the most accurate taking a step, then take a step. If I do you think feel like stepping when you start helps i feel like it helps you build the the rhythm the rhythm bit. a little bit with that your of your arm swing yeah. and then you finally learn that you don't need the step forward to gain that momentum with your arm but that's just my my two cents i mean i started off stepping and lost it later on you were the same way well you used to tell you i used to tell you all the time like when i didn't step i used to tell you i'm like i feel like i can't even make the bag there like yeah. i feel like i have to throw it so hard and you just like you're like don't you lift weights mm-hmm. you know what i mean like, like i think that's all you said i'm like that's true. Yeah, that's, Why I throw a fucking one, one pound, pound bag in your twenty seven feet? Like goddamn. I would hope so. Uh, yeah. So, uh, so it there's no right or wrong answer. Okay. Some people step. Some pros step. Some don't some step. Some don't. Yeah. Some stand with their feet together. Some pe- Some people throw it granny style between their legs. All right. Which that was the guy I faced first. He did that. He throw. did he throw that. Yeah. I saw him throwing like that. Yeah. Um, was but, it, isn't that like who throws? Is that like Sean Short? Sean He's Short. He's a pro yeah, that okay. throws like that. Yeah. But. Um, I recommend getting a feel for the distance first, okay? So try stepping, try throwing stationary with your left foot or your right foot forward or your feet together. Just get the feel for the distance, all right? You want to be hitting it like that bottom third, okay? Right? Mm-hmm. That, or that maybe that, maybe I guess it's the middle third you want of the board you I mean, want to hit. I'll it. cut it into quarters, and then okay. I would say you want to hit it, you know, second, third quarter up the board. Then yeah. You're good. Like, yeah. Or halfway up the board. <laughs> Sure. I mean, if you want the middle half, thank you. If you've listened to the show previously, um, we've talked about the term a flat bag. When we're talking flat bag, that is, that's just referring to the bag and how it hits the board. You yes. want it to land flat. You don't want it to be angled. You don't want it to be thrown like a ninja star. Yeah. You, you don't want, want it to be up, flipping yeah, all over the place. Now, you can flip the bag, but it's got to land flat on the board. Because yeah. if it doesn't, it's not going to slide straight. Any sort of angle you put on the board on the bag, especially with slower boards and slower bags, it's gonna it's gonna tend to kick a little bit. And um, an angled bag too, if you're playing outside, I mean, it's that much more that the wind comes into play. Correct. So, so just remember, the flatter the bag um, that lands on the board, the more accurate the path of the of that bag is going to be towards the hole. True that. To throw a flat bag, um, when you release a bag, you really want to think about like your palm should be facing the sky or the ceiling all right, yes. as soon as you release it. Um, I, I like to compare it to uh, frisbee throwers. If you know what dad at the beach frisbee toss is, it's the inside the hip toss. I mean, it's yep. my go-to frisbee throw, but that's your cornhole toss. And slight flick of the wrist. Yep. We'll spin the bag. Look at the flick of the wrist. Yeah, we'll uh, spin the bag. I know. That's all right. <laughs> Showing my age. Ultimately, 
throwing the bag consistently in the hole is the key. Okay, so if your bag is not perfectly flat, don't panic. Okay, it's just something you want to work on. I think because this is a beginner's episode, really establishing how you like to throw it first is the biggest yes. thing. Be comfortable step with or your no throw. step, figuring that out, get the distance it. down, and then once you have all that stuff, then you can start working on the fine tuning things like perfecting a flat bag. There's been plenty of successful players that I've seen in our leagues that do very well and they do not throw a perfectly flat bag, but they're accurate when they're throwing it and they know how their bag is going to react when it hits the board. That's the name of the game. Yes, exactly. And if you're in this stage that we are talking about and listening to this episode, don't be discouraged to check out your local blind draw. No. You're going to learn the most you're going to learn about the game is watching great players throw. Correct. I mean, it's it's the case for every kid playing in little league growing up. They mimic their favorite batter's stance. Maybe that's how you want to look at your throw too. This is going to be a topic, and we're gonna, this is going to be a topic that we're going to cover in one of the other ones, like how to kind of get involved and finally do it. But again, the core, if we've not said this enough, um, I, I don't know what else we would have maybe said more. But the cornhole community is made up of some of the best people yeah. in the world. Very well, for the most part. I mean, you're always going to have those exceptions anywhere you go, but for the most part, the people are outstanding. They're very welcoming. So don't be afraid. Just go up and. Say hi, make friends, and uh, you'll be hooked for life. Heck yeah. Sweet. Just like us. All right, so the next episode, we're going to do another beginner's guide, but we're going to go over how to select the perfect bag for you and your throw and practice routines. Practice routines? Practice? I think we're going to have to cue oh, up that yeah, again. Why you, of course. Why do, you think I said, <laughs> why do you think I said that? Come on, man. All right, so um, we hope this was beneficial. So if you're new to the sport and you listen to this episode... If you don't mind, uh, just reach us uh, out on uh, on Facebook and just let us know. And we're going to go to that right now because we're going to our favorite segment. Shameless plugs. Plug time. Cue, Cue the, the rap horn. It worked. <laughs> Boom. I double and triple check this time. <laughs> reach us at Instagram and Twitter at Big Asp Cornhole. And, and on Facebook, Facebook at Big Asp Cornhole Podcast. Thank you to Cornhole Addicts. Visit CornholeAddicts.com to feed your addiction. And a big thank you to Airwolf Athletics. Excited to have you join us along our crazy journey. Check out AirwolfAthletics.com and join the pack today. Use code BIGASP, one word, for 10% off at checkout. Our dude. All right, we've been talking about this for a while. We need a soundbite for Reggie. I know, I know. We'll get, we'll get one. All right. Our dude, Reggie <laughs> Reich, sorry, we're going to shout him out again, is hosting a tournament called The Clash in Iowa. It's a 100-team Bring Your Own Partner event on September 26th. It's $60 per team, 90% payout, a nine-game minimum. And I believe that's just in the open round. I think you're really guaranteed, like, 12. Yeah. So, anyways. Well, he said everyone's playing games afterwards, yeah. too. So, so round robin is set at a 15-minute timer. So, um, yeah, it's, it sounds like it's going to be a fantastic time. I know you're going up there with Tony Rinaldi. I'm excited. I am not going to have my manhood back yet, probably, by then. So I'm probably it's not your manhood. I mean, you got to... I'll have, an, I'll have an infant boy. Yeah, so you're you're sharing your boy. manhood with a small little version of yourself. Correct, so. That's fine. So uh, if you're interested, contact Reggie Rikes on Facebook. Rikes is R-E-I-C-K-S on Facebook. And I wanted to give a little shout-out. Okay, just our one boy. more shout-out. Our boy, dude. Um, Isom Sloan. Okay, we, yes. We have, we've talked about him before early on. Um, we gave him a shout-out on like one of our first episodes. He's our boy. Um, we've played. We've partnered with him through various times kind of coming up through, like, the last year and a half as yeah. we've been playing. Um, Him and he I, invited us he on was my hit, first tournament win. Yep. He invited us to join his Hitman Cornhole crew, so we rock his jersey with pride all the time. We even have his Hitman silhouette and, like, all of our other custom jerseys. Yes, we do. He's a good friend of ours. He played advanced doubles this weekend, and he took fourth. Um, 
I'm proud of him. Dude, in that field? Hell yeah. Dude, like, just keep throwing. Just keep killing it. Um, I, I was fortunate I got to see one or two of your matches. You're throwing lights out, man. Yes. Just keep doing what you're doing. We're proud of you, and uh, keep it up. Yeah, I guess, uh, you know, going to have to elevate my game if I want to be his partner again. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So that'll wrap it up. And then next week, again, we're going to have another beginner's episode, and we're going to talk about how to select the perfect bag and practice routines. And as always, we hope you throw it straight, and it's nothing but four baggers from here on out. Cornhole. Later. <laughs>